Yo, we're here. Dude, that's it. That's we're us. here. That's we're how doing, we started it. We're doing a midday recording. Heck yeah, welcome to the Salty Ducks podcast. It's been a minute since I've been in, around the table. Yeah, with Chris is back. Casey. What the heck? Yeah. Why are you like out providing for your family and crap? Yeah, on a podcast. How, well, how much faith do you have, man? I mean, you got to provide for your family yourself. It's a quarter. It's God, a quarter you know? of a mustard seed. It's not quite a mustard seed. <laughs> it's not quite. A mustard I just <laughs> I'm coming in right under the mark. I've uh, got half a mustard seed. Of but faith. I was sick, dude. I was out for like a week and a half. Sick. I mean, it was. It took me out. Did you have COVID? The Brovid? You know, <laughs> the Brovid nineteen. <laughs> You know, I don't. Bro, I don't want to. Bro, coronavirus. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to speak that into existence. Bray, but I will say, Rona. I was out. I was out pretty good. Um, but I'm better. I'm glad you're here. Um, you weren't abducted by aliens, were you? Because that seems to be a possibility in 2020. Dude, What's, I know, what, man. what else can possibly happen in 2020? I don't know. Aliens. Bro, UFOs. Bro, UF bros. UF bros. Bray, Bray, That's that one's better. UF bros. <laughs> Yeah, man. What do you think? Government's saying. I don't know. We see them. Yeah, what happened? What did you read? Well, it's they spotted some cube in the like by the sun. Yeah, by the sun, and it's like ten times bigger than the Earth. Is it an energon cube like in Transformers? Bro, I don't know what they're what they're what they're thinking. They're but they're saying it's it's a UFO. But I was just reading this article about this Mm -hmm. guy that he works for NASA, and he's like, man, it could be. He's like, I don't. He thinks that they're. Like there's just like he calls it, like a spec. He calls it space dandruff, like so that it gets in the way, like it's pieces or particles of ships that have been sent out. You know what I mean? That Dang. we've sent from NASA. He thinks that it's just like space trash, and like it just it looks <laughs> it looks like it's a UFO, but it's just a floating piece of crap. You Why? Know what here's I mean? what I want to know: Why would the government tell us this now? I don't know. Like what? Ah, that's weird. It's strange. strange. I, be- knows, I believe in man. aliens. There's strange times we're living in, boys. But I believe I believe aliens are actually spiritual beings. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's like a whole other podcast. Like Nephilim episode. and all that crazy. Yeah, like Nephilim, you know, you stuff like that, like lowercase, you know, G, not Yahweh gods, but lowercase G gods that had powers and can do stuff. And you just look at all of the like writings on on the walls of the <clears throat> Egyptian places, just other places, my, yeah, hieroglyphics, and they're all describing you similar things. Have you seen that movie just... Stargate? No. You haven't? No, what's Give that? Give me a freaking break. Stargate, really? I don't know what that is. Oh, my goodness. With Kurt Russell? Yeah, bro. I don't know who that is. You, you have to watch Stargate. It's all about, like... Is it about you, aliens? It's about UFOs and aliens and, like, gods and pyramids. That sounds right up my alley. It's super... <laughs> right up your alley. Wow. <laughs> So that UFOs was, in 2020. Yeah. UF bros, man. Didn't you watch Seinfeld? That was like Kramer. He goes, you let the cat out of the bag. No, I, I, Seinfeld oh, wasn't I'm not a thing. Seinfeld guy, man. Neither? neither? No. no. Man, I, no Stargate, no Seinfeld. How did we even start a podcast together? Wow. Is but it because we, we connect over UFOs? spiritual things? Spiritual they things. all start with an S, Should, though. What? They all start with S. That's right. Salty Dogs, Spiritual Things Podcast. Seinfeld, Stargate. Seinfeld, Stargate, mm. Salty Dogs Podcast. Sasquatch. Sipping a sarsaparilla with my Sasquatch in Saskatoon. Battlestar Galactica. So I was in Sask- Sask- Saskatchewan, Canada, uh, si- sipping my sweet sarsaparilla. Just in Seriously. Mike. And then somebody stole my sweet sarsaparilla. And... <laughs> All right. So here we are today. We're talking about... Uh, so we've we've titled this, and we can change this later, whatever. We have the freedom, but we've, we're calling this heaven is for now. And so for a lot of people, that's going to be a little blasphemous, but we're going to explain Why? it. We're, we're about to explain you something. It's heaven is for now. I think of the kid from Billy Madison saying that. Yeah. yeah. I, wanna, I don't think. Why Billy? would that be blasphemous? I don't know. Because, because the gospel that you've been preached says that you have to die to go to heaven. Mm. Right. 
However, I have scripture. Yep. How so let's use that scripture. weapon against their own weapon. So, so Ephesians two four through seven. This, this is where we'll start. So I I need just a little bit of time up front to kind of walk through some stuff, and then hopefully we'll crack it. this thing wide open. Get so, it. Ephesians two four through seven. But because of His great love for us, God, who's rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up, he resurrected us, with Christ, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Right. So scripture tells us right away, we've already died because we were dead in our transgressions. And because of us being dead in our transgressions, because of his love for us, he's made us alive with Christ. Mm -hmm. So we've already died, or have been dead. And we are now resurrected and seated in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. But then you'll be told that you have to die again to get there. To be to get to those to get heavenly to, places. To get to those heavenly so places. So you think death is just honest is just a crossover. It's not even really death. Well, yes. We'll talk about that because this all ties in. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that kind of goes with positional sanctification as well. You know what I mean? You right. Get sanctified, are being sanctified, and then are we'll, fully sanctified. Yeah. So you're already, you're you already, been, you're already, but you're still you have in been, the process of. It's right. Strange. Yeah. Because it's super it's, strange. It, because it's other dimension. You know what I mean? We are literally another seated, dimension. We literally are seated. We're trans-dimensional We're seated beings. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. So, and then it says, um, <laughs> "Don't even, Chris. <laughs> Don't even." <laughs> Yeah, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms of Christ Jesus. So scripture tells me we are, that we are all already we are dimension fluid. It's, for sure. it's not past tense, it's it's, it's present. present tense. We are we have been. We are seated with Christ we in the heavenly realms. Currently now. Right now. Are seated. We are seated. So wouldn't there. you say so, so wouldn't you say the, that that's how we're able to bring heaven to yes, us now because absolutely. we're already there and absolutely. we're only we're yes. only tapping into what we're already Man, there's so much here. That's strange. It's super awesome. So Colossians 3, 1 through 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are at above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on things on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So again, there's this language that says we've already died. And so people are like, no, you need to die to go to heaven. Scripture is telling us we've already died and that we're there with him and that we can set our heart on things above where Jesus is seated, and we can set our mind on things above where Jesus is seated. So it's a coming into alignment with what is already true. Our right. being seated with him, in him, and we can seek things above that are already in existence. To, to realize what is already fully realized. Yeah, it's a coming into alignment. It's the will. I like that verbiage of alignment. It's makes sense. It's Jesus taught us to pray your will on earth as it is in heaven, not as it will be or not as will right. not as we'll find it after we die because we can't go there until this body decays. Right. Or whatever. This body gives its last breath. So let me back up real quick. Yeah, what a killjoy that would be. Oh, well, you guys can have heaven, but you got to die first. You got to walk this entire you got to walk this ent- you got to walk this entire life with no heaven realized yeah. until you die. And then you'll well, I'm Did going you hear my home. Voice? I was like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, man, that's really yeah, yeah. Preach it, amen. So, Christopher and I have been talking about this for a while. Well, that'd be nice to be included in those. Well, conversations, here you are. I'm so you I'm are. so glad you showed up last you minute. You are brosive. Casey didn't he's, know we were doing he, uh, this to eleven thirty. Like, I, I know. <laughs> Jason was like, "Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. I'm not going to be here next week, so Chris is coming over here." I was like, "Chris is coming to go to do a podcast." He was like, "Yeah." yeah. I was like, uh, "We were just trying Casey to squeeze was 200 it in, feet in a in a tree, and he just." 
lapelled. Is that what you call it? Repelled. Repelled. You repelled all the way down. I'm a videographer. <laughs> I lapel. So let's talk about this because Christopher was talking to his home group. What do you call your group? I don't know. Community man. group, house church. church. I just we don't have a name. Church, sure. I guess we're we're a house church, but Living Water House Church. F that. We're not. That. Just kidding. Okay. So, so he talked about the tripart man, body, soul, spirit. Mm-hmm. And so he, I'll let him go through that teaching a little bit, but I want to lay a foundation for it. Genesis two seven, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the gr- from the of the ground. That's your body, right? And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So if you look in Genesis one, it talks about and the spirit of God hovered over the face of the mm-hmm. deep, and then so that word spirit is ruach, which means breath, wind, and spirit, and so literally. That entity reached down, made a body, and then breathed itself, its breath, into I was thinking, the body. I was thinking I was thinking God's breath is literally oxygen. Yeah, it's our life. It's oxygen. It's the only reason we're alive is because life breathe, gave birth to life. We breathe in and out. Right. It's all, his, his breath is literally oxygen. It's life. That's, that's really interesting. That's trippy. So then you get spirit. So you've got body dust. You get spirit into the body, which then creates a living being. And that word being is the word nefesh, and it means a soul, living being, life, self, person, desire, passion, appetite, emotion, mind, will, and emotions. The soul is, is the, is the connecting point between spirit and body. It's, yes. it's, it's the, it's where it meets together. Right. Right. So Chris, go into your teaching. Yeah. So there was one other thing that, it's so I've his. been, I've been talking okay. to you. <laughs> it's not, but I, I do I have been thinking about this a lot. I mean, for many years and, and just this idea of, of body, soul, spirit. And you and I have been having these conversations about, uh, about, I've been feeling like, man, I feel like there's a teaching here that God has for me. I just need to turn my attention there. And he has some kind of some revelation that he wants to share. And I just have yet to do it. I've yet to sit down. Well, yesterday I was working. I I felt God be like, dude, what are you doing? You need to put some time into this every day, like. And so I was like, "All right." So I just started looking up some stuff and 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 searching scriptures, and then searching some other articles of some. And and I found that this is something that there's a lot of people that yeah. have been talking about. And so I found some information that some people have written out some really lengthy stuff. But I just want to share one thing <clears throat> about body, soul, spirit. Yes. Like this tripart man, tripart mm-hmm. being thing that this exists. Ask us the questions like you asked your group and they answered okay. and then you. But before I do that, oh. I, I want to do this. I just want to read this one little, this one little thing that I read um, in this article, but it talks about how even on a cellular and molecular level, we are three-part beings. And so mm. I just want to read this. Just It's not long. Um, it looks long. It, well, I'm, not re- I'm only reading this. Each living cell composing the physical body is made up of a nucleus, a nucleus, and a cell body. Exceptions are mature red blood cells. Then these cells are differentiated. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Underneath the man you find <laughs> his nucleus. <laughs> <A> nu- <laughs> hey, freaking uh, Nacho Libre was to, right on, bro. Oh, he, he was, was on, speaking some philosophical. His, his nucleus. nucleus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even let you get through the paragraph. Oh, man. I looked right at Jason. I knew exactly. He's like, dude, we say. can't hold ourselves together. Start over. Right, right, okay. <laughs> Each living cell composing but you have the, to say nucleus. Okay. Each living cell composing the physical body is made of a nucleus, a nucleus, and a cell body. Exceptions are mature red blood cells that have no nucleus. Then these cells are differentiating according to their position in the developing embryo into 
endodermal, the inner cell layer, the middle cell layer, and the outer cell layer. These tissues then make up organs, which are of necessity threefold according to the type of tissues composing them, and then organs. Uh, so anyways, then they go on to talk about how there's the set of three, the nervous, endocrine, and reproductive, and that's one. That's three, that's one set. set. Of three. Respiratory, circulatory, and excretory. There's set a second set of three and then digestive skeletal and muscular so th these people are talking about even on a cellular level interesting we are three-part beings <laughs> we're tripart or tripart beings. holy spirit father son holy spirit body soul spirit and then you'll get into outer court inner court holy of holies yeah. so yeah, we're right. gonna talk about that. there's, there's so much correlation how there's this blueprint but, but walk us through that kind of logical conclusion so our our little group house church whatever you want to call it community faith um We've been talking about, there's a couple of us in the group that have been talking about what it looks like to live in the spirit, essentially, and what it looks like to not just to experience heaven now, because Jesus talks about that. He talks so much about the kingdom and bringing the kingdom of heaven to the kingdom of earth. To earth. And so I've been really trying to figure out, well, how do we have this conversation? And it just got brought up this last week. And so I started to ask our community these questions. And the first one I asked them was, you know, what happens, what happens when we die? When we die. What happens to our body when we die? So I'll ask you what happens yeah, to so our body. It, decays. There's it no decays. life in it. Body yeah. decays. Okay. Right, right. What happens to your mind when you... I don't I know. think you transfer over, man. I think it's just kind of... I, I think you just... I, you wake you're, You wake up. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like Matrix you, style, you, you know? Think, you, do you think soul and spirit maybe become one? Or maybe merge into one? Because if you think about created beings like angels, don't they have a soul and they have a spirit, but they don't really have a body, but they kind of manifest? Because I've heard do it said have a body, because a yeah. spiritual. Yeah, and I and I heard something really interesting on this um, on this topic about uh, uh, through quantum physics about how they can how the, they're here but we can't see them is because as matter. It's, uh, it slows down. Oh, it frequency. becomes it beca it's yeah, as, as it yeah. slows down the vibration, then you get mm -hmm. like a a, man, a tangible manifestation. But they're moving at such a, a their, their their frequency, frequency. or their vibration is going so fast that that's why, that's why they're you so know. it's like a yes and but a it's no. not a it's not a body like our well, body in yeah. an animal body. It's they, a different. They have is, a body that is just at a different frequency, at a higher frequency, and it and it can manifest between both right realms, right. Yeah, because just based off, but and it, and I I know that might sound heretical or whatever, but they're they're finding out a lot of things through quantum physics that are really interesting. You know what yeah. I mean? So these are just hypo hypotheses, but but uh, they were I was listening to this faith based podcast about quantum physics, and they were talking about angels and beings, like you know, and they just slow down their vibration, man. That's yeah. it. And then they That's and so then interesting. so and then, then can humans increase their vibration, their frequency to? Maybe I don't know. Well, don't that's know. an interesting. So here's where I was yeah, going with go, that. Go is for that, it. Yeah, is finish that it out. I would, you know, that makes sense. My the thing that I normally tend to gravitate towards is our mind, um, our body decays, our mind decays, and then what is left. And then I ask the question: So, what goes to heaven? Like what? And none of us really know this. Of course, we're right. just speculating, but. There's this other part of us, this spirit. spirit. We are a spirit being yeah. that I believe that, that that's what goes up there. That's what transfers that's over. What, that's what transfers over. And but, you know, I could be off Jesus, about that. But Jesus had 
a, a body after he was resurrected, mm-hmm. a spiritual yeah. body that was tangible a, and able to be touched. Right. Right. A resurrected you know I mean? yeah. body. A yeah. resurrected body. And maybe that which has, and that's would, coming. But he was able to walk through walls. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like walk through crowds. Appear. Appear. Even when he was alive. You yeah. know what I mean? There's and all so, sorts of stuff. Yeah, and so I, I, I mean, I don't know how, what that looks like, but there is a resurrection in the end day or yeah. the last day, right? For sure. You know, there, and there's this. There's well, it's this a firstborn of new creation. So the new creation has that body that's able to. Well, he, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, yeah, that's a trippy thing too because he's the firstborn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the first, the firstborn, or what? What? What was I? What was I hearing from Watchman Nee? Is the only begotten became the first begotten. Because it, it, he's the, the only begotten is the first begotten because God wants to bring many sons unto glory. He wants to begot right. everyone. Right. He wants to begot. begot. He wants to begot. He wants us to begot. He wants us to got got. He wants get got. He wants us to get got by God. Get got by God. Exactly. So. So yeah. So there's this extra part of us, and, and honestly, and here's here's what I went on to talk about is how, what it looks like to live life in the spirit. You know, you got Romans 8 talking about that, you know, living life through the flesh, life in the spirit. I believe that there like there are moments that we accidentally tap into living life in the spirit. Okay, yeah. so we'll use worship as a prime example. If you've ever worshipped or you've attended a service and there's been worship, how is it that sometimes we can say, wow, worship was really good that day, and then other days we're like, Man, worship, worship was sucked. Off. Yeah, that was bad. Like, I didn't what feel you, any what? presence. There was no what? spirit. And so I, I, I really they should have believe... saying Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Would have busted it. Wide yeah, open. they didn't sing oceans, and you know I really Gosh. wanted. To... It, but... If you don't have Kim Walker Smith in your set, you just t- <laughs> <laughs> dude. You guys are going. You guys are going whole ham right now, so, dude. I can't do it with you guys. Yeah, we don't bring half hams. Or, no, we, we bring the whole hams. Bring honey hams. Whoever brings a half ham, yeah. and if you're not bringing that honey glaze, don't even. Don't even bring it. So, so there's this whole idea. Um, but I you mean, can, just look. But at, you can just definitely at, tell though when worship's done out of the flesh right. and the spirit. So exactly. So it's I mean, the, think it's about the same scripture. thing. Walking in the spirit, or walk, and you won't gratify the ways of the flesh. You can walk in one or two of the one, mm-hmm. one of those two. So think about scripture when it says when it talks about worshiping in spirit and in truth. Right. What does that mean? What does that look like? And I believe that there's a way for us. Oh, thanks, Siri. <laughs> I believe that there's a way for us to worship in spirit. I mean, uh, me and my brother and, a, and another woman in our community, we've been having these conversations in worshiping without ever singing, without ever moving, but worshiping from this place of of the spirit, of like your spirit, that inner man, that inner being of of who you are. And let me tell you this: it 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 becomes it manifests presence. Like when you worship from this other space, and I know this sounds mystical or, or whatever, That's my but, alley, bro. but bro, you know? it like when, when you're sitting, my brother was telling me a story about how he was sitting in a coffee shop or something and he just felt like God was telling him to worship, but not through song, not through, you know, but in We're, from that space right. of, of spirit from being. Your being, and he said the person next to him, like perked up and was just like looking around like they could feel like the atmosphere had shifted their and spidey so, senses were tingling yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so, something was tingling man, somebody in the spirit up in here <laughs> <laughs> start looking over his shoulder but yeah i mean Who's you look, in the spirit you look at that and it's like 
there's this there's this other this and, and so what I say I think we accidentally tap into that as you know sometimes maybe you got a worship leader that's up there and and you know as sometimes I would imagine just like preaching sometimes when that preaching hits uh it's through the flesh and then sometimes it's God ordained God's you know spirit infused and then I would imagine it's the same thing through worship sometimes you can get up there so the idea and sing some songs the but I- maybe the worship leader accidentally unknowingly tapped into worshiping in the spirit somehow and then that floods out and shifts the atmosphere so, so maybe it's the it was, idea maybe it wasn't accident, an accident or maybe know? not right you know? sure yeah so there's the idea of accidentally and then intentionally or or maybe i'll say this consciously consci- knowing that you're doing it so what right. we're talking about today is a knowing practice and focus on engaging the spirit part of us right through our mind and through our body Right, that starts out, but it starts out with having an understanding of body, soul, soul spirit. spirit. Well, I think that's it. Start, it starts out with setting your mind on things above. You know what I mean? Yeah. Setting. I mean, your if you mind. really want to back up and say like what it really, I mean, you, you have there has to be an intimacy that exists with Christ. Oh, for sure. For any of this stuff, yeah. I think that I mean, without that foundational intimacy, it, I mean, you know, and how do you tap into that, man? Because I, man, I'll tell you, dude, I've just been so frustrated. You know what I mean? I'm still frustrated. Um, with my walk, you know, like I, I'm frustrated because I just keep thinking, man, I was like, this cannot be it. You know, like this is not it. And that's, you know, that's where all of this drives me. It drives me freaking nuts, man. Like what? We're just supposed to, where's the freedom at? Where's the power Mm -hmm. at? That's what, you know what I mean? Like when these people, when these people were getting murked in the church of acts, bro, like where's they? you know, what, what are we offering? You know? And Jeff Jewett asked me a very interesting question. He was like, so say you're, you're Paul. Okay. And you're going to a Roman. You know what I mean? A Roman citizen who I, I believe the most undisciplined Roman citizen was 10 times better than any discipline of American ever. You know what I mean? They, mm. they were about honor, strength, you know what I mean? Community. Like yeah. they, they want, they lived their life in, with integrity. You mm. know what I mean? Like that, those were their core values. So what are you presenting to a Roman soldier? You're like, that oh, they don't that, already have. Exactly. Wow. And I was like, and I looked at Jeff and I was like, dude, power. You can't argue with power. You can argue theology all day long, but mm. you cannot argue with power. That's power, so good. presence. You can't. you can't argue presence exactly. either when you feel that and, and it's that and experience. I want that, dude. You know what I mean? And I've been to the ends of the earth, you know, and, <laughs> and some of these to places. I mean, valleys. To, to valleys, caves. I mean, everywhere, man. Like in, inside myself, and I, I, and I just... You know, it's it, it's like this thing. Like he he's not necessarily keeping it from me because he's just like dangling it over my head. But he's drawing me into really, really, really pressing into it. How bad do you want it? You know what I mean? And it, it's not necessarily like I can't have it. Like, but I just feel like I was like this isn't it, man. Like I want to be free. You know what I yeah. mean? I want and I want my focus to be that and that alone. And it just drives me nuts. So Jesus said, "For the kingdom of of God is within you." Right. It's inside. And I think a lot of Christians look externally, externally for, for what the kingdom can only of be God. realized internally. Right. And that's why I was saying about, you know, the last episode about meditation and reflective mm-hmm. prayer. Oh, yeah, man. You know, because, and then and when I see, when, when I do that, I see, I'm just like, gosh, there's so much of me inside of me, dude. Like, there's so much, like, I'm, I'm sifting through all these personalities, like all the things that I've been or haven't been, like this right. false self, dude, that like well, just covers up, it covers up your true nature, you yeah. know? And it's like, gosh, it's such a hurtful journey, it's, man. It's trying to, engage the inner man through outward means just like jesus said that you fool clean the inside clean the inside of the cup, of the cup bro. first and so everybody's trying to do external work rather than 
looking inward, internal work. We're Christ that he's in us and not we're in him. If he's in us, if, you know, like if he says mm-hmm. that, you yeah. know, and it's like, if, you know, if you are a son, if you, if you have been raised with Christ, if mm-hmm. like, but a dead body can't reanimate itself. So it's God's work. You know yeah. what I mean? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, by meaning, word, meaning his mouth, meaning your hearing is by the word of God. It's like, if you can hear to have faith, that's from him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. if he doesn't give you that. Right. Then you don't have it. These are really hard questions that yeah. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Oh like gosh. such things are too, it's dude, too wonderful, too will wonderful you, to know. Will you talk a little bit about the tabernacle um, and about how they were given? I don't know. Yeah. You covered this a little bit of teaching, but how, sure. You know, the people who built the tabernacle were given these very specific yep. instructions. instructions, but why? Oh, okay. Yeah. So in Hebrews, it talks about, um, so it, it's in, um, I think in Deuteronomy, but then also in Hebrews. So Hebrews is referencing to when Moses was getting the, essentially the blueprints for the tabernacle measurements, everything measurements, inches, um, what kind of wood to use, how long to make it, what to cover with, this will be covered with gold. And so like all the furniture within the tabernacle, Moses was given very specific instructions and, and God told him, be careful to do everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. God gave very specific details about the way this stuff needed to be built, about how the tabernacle needed to be arranged, outer, inner, uh, yeah, uh, holy of holies. So then Hebrews, it talks about that the high priest served in a sanctuary made by human hands. But Christ, the ultimate high priest, entered into the sanctuary in heaven to be that final presentation, do that final, um, what was it, day of atonement, right? So it says that the sanctuary on earth was a a shadow of what existed in heaven. So basically God is looking around where he's at, and he gives Moses specific instruction of how to bring heaven to earth. To and bring heavenly heaven to real earth. estate to Yeah, to heavenly earth, real estate. I'm going to tell you how to, with your human hands, make a physical representation on earth of what he's exists dimension. right now in heaven. So he's looking around and he's saying, do it like this, do it like that. Here's all the furniture here, right? Here's what it needs to look like. And then Ezekiel got all of the temple instruction. Like if you go read chapter 43, 44, 45, or 6, 47, he gets details of what that um, that temple's going to look like. And he gets all of the daily uh, ministry of the priest temple within du- the priestly tem- duties. Yeah. Priestly duties, Dead temple duties. duties. That's a teaching we got in the world. Which is really interesting because scripture goes on to say that we're priests and Kings, that we're a priesthood. And so if you think about, there was a select few who did temple work on a daily basis, the tribe of Levi, but then Jesus comes as the ultimate high priest. And then he makes the priesthood of all the believers. So then what is that temple duty? And what does that look like now? Well, the tabernacle no longer exists on earth as a place where priests go and do daily duties. However, the our our existence, the tripart man, parallels to the tabernacle. The, tabernacle, the right. outer, the inner, the, the holy, holy of holies. holies. And every step along the way is somewhat of a... It, it's a way to enter it's an into in, yep, it's an invitation an invitation into that inner place that holy of holies where the veil was torn everybody can go now 
we can enter into that place where the presence of God literally descends and meets with man. Right. Right. Inside. And that is the And it happens inside. And that is the and you said that there's parallels. So you got the outer court, right? So you yeah, got the outer, outer court, court is, in our body. Right. The outer court, our body, the inner court, our soul, soul. and then the Holy, Holy of Holies, Holies our spirit. spirit. And so in Hebrews it talks about that those priests who came had to bring a sacrifice. Mm. As that first part, they would go and they would sacrifice on the so altar. So you bring the sacrifice of Christ. You bring, Scripture says, to a offer your bodies sacrifice. as right. sacrifice, as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Right. This is your reasonable act of of worship. worship. And so that's what we're talking you, about worship as an access. Mm-hmm. And it's not just music, man. Like, oh no, 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 not by any know, means. Enter you know? his courts with thanksgiving. Mm. Right, and so you come and you lay yourself down as a living sacrifice. Um, where where the sacrifice of Christ plays in is in actually the the holy of holies. But what's interesting, you go to the bread and the menorah, and so the bre- bread, <laughs> bread, the bread of life, born in bread, Bethlehem. Um, God b- breathed His breath <laughs> into your life. Um, so no, really, you go into the so you go into the, there's the washing, right? Mm-hmm. The, the washing, the water, the word. There's this process. There's a process. And then you get to the inner. And what's really interesting is that then it's the bread of life and the, and the light. And so Christ is our bread. It's the light. Um, and then what else was in there? Showbread. There, aren't there? Menorah. There's one more. Bells. Or is it bowls? Incense is in the Holy of Holies. Okay. So, I'm not sure, man. So you go to Holy of Holies and there's incense and in Revelation, it talks about the bowls of incense that are before the throne, which are the prayers of the saints. Well, where does that prayer happen? Where does communication with Yahweh happen? By the Spirit. Hmm. It's in the Holy of Holies. That's where we communicate with Yahweh. Right. And then you've got the Ark of the Covenant, and that's where there's the cherubim, and then there's the mercy seat, and the blood is poured over the mercy seat. You can only enter into that place when you have the blood of this pure sacrifice, Mm. which is Christ, right? So then um, there's that communion that take pla- takes place. There's cherubim, <clears throat> which is the angelic, it's symbolic of the angelic covering, the angelic canopy um, that's in heaven. And then when you open that up, you've got the the uh, Aaron's rod that budded, which there's life that comes out of something that was dead. We just read that. Though you were dead in your transgressions, right. you've been made alive. It's symbolic. You've got the the commandments of the law of God, and he says, "I'll put my law on your heart," right? And then there's the uh, the manna, that bread from heaven. Man will never not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Literally, Christ was the heavenly manna that came and, and manifest. So there's all kinds of relationship there. But as I've been thinking about this and learning through it, I wonder about like what's my daily temple duty? Like if I were to Daily, like if, yeah. If we are a representation of the temple, what do we? How do you daily how, engage yeah. body? How do you daily engage soul? And how do you daily engage spirit in a way that leads you through worship and sacrifice and prayer, and then essentially or eventually communion with the Lord? Mm. You see that? How it kind of flows? Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It does flow. Um, that's a good question. Honestly. 
It's kind of where what I've do, been. What, I mean, what, what do I do? Like that's yeah, what our, do we do? That's the work. You know what I mean? The work. Yeah. The work is to is to keep the connection alive, the com, the communion alive. You know what I mean? What are the daily duties that I do inside this temple? You know that right. That, where he you lives, are the he, temple he, of the Holy Spirit. He, is he what Scripture and says. resides mm-hmm. in me. So. You know what's so interesting, though, is we look at this stuff, and I think that all three of us sitting around this table would agree that there's power in that, and that there's yeah. necessity in this, and that there is, this is something that I have a desire to do. To, but there is a whole sect of brothers and sisters in Christ who don't know about any of this stuff. Whole yeah. sects of of leaders who are teaching people to focus on these other things that are of earthly importance, but not this... And and I think this goes back to what we we're talking about because heaven is is for is for later for right. a lot of people. But when you shift this to this style of thinking and this way of thinking, you realize no heaven is for today, and I have a role in bringing heaven to earth. To earth. Huh? You know, let me let me go why and would, let me let why, me yeah, commune why? with Yahweh and say, what do you want me to do today yeah. to bring heaven to earth? Right and. If we look at Jesus, he did that all day, every day, man. And we're right. supposed to be like him. And yet, for some reason, we're not healing. For some reason, we're not setting yeah. the captives free. For the, some it goes reason, back to the power. Where's the power? Where's the power? Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, here's the power. Well, I was going to say, where the power gets stripped away is Jesus says, your will on earth as it is in heaven. And if we're only coming up with, with our a will, will on earth and not seeking what it is in heaven from the heart of God, from the mouth of God, then we're going to be trying to build our own kingdom. And if, if the, Man. if the laborers build the house, if, he, if unless yeah. the Lord builds the house, he the laborers labor, they labor in vain. And so we do a lot of things. This is what Jesus talks about. He says, a lot of you are going to be like, Lord, Lord, didn't we do these things? Didn't we prophesy? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we plant churches? Didn't we build services? Didn't we He's say, I never you know? knew he's, I didn't sanction that building. I didn't mm. sanction the building of that church or that ministry. And that's really hard. A lot of people do a lot of things in the name of the Lord that yeah. he didn't sanction. Yeah, uh, me included. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I've done it. Yeah, I've been there too. You know, I and I think how do we access like Jesus did? And this was, and I've been kind of thinking about what we were talking about on the last episode, which is com- being completely empty, you know, of self and, and, you know, because Jesus, what does it say? He humbled himself, right? Becoming a human being, man. And like he had nothing, nothing on his mind except for the will of the Father. Yeah. You know, and it's like, how do I, how, you know, because it makes me feel like I'm double minded, you know? Where are you going? Christine said she needs to be. Oh, go let her in, then that's fine. Um, I feel double minded, you know, because yeah. it's like we're so, we're always torn between the world, sure, you know, and our flesh and the spirit. You know, and that it's so violent sometimes, like that that pull. Yeah. You know, how do you free yourself, or you know, how do you get rid of that? Get all that off you, man. Like, because that's well, dude. It's, you know, like yeah. I I mean, there's so without the without being without abiding in Christ, you can do nothing. Right. But when we abide, and honestly, I think that that's what that scripture talks about, like setting your heart and mind on things above. It takes a setting. It takes a shift. Right. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you may test and discern what is the good and pleasing perfect will. So it starts with the, he's basically saying our soul is a place where we start with our mind, our will, our emotions, our desires, our passions. Uh, Pastor Dion was talking about this past Sunday, like, how do you know you're mature? And he says, your maturity will show up in your appetites. What do you have an appetite for? And what do you not have an appetite for? 
And so one of the words used to describe the soul, looking at that Hebrew Strong's Concordance word is appetite. Mm-hmm. It's the app. Is it the appetite of the flesh or is it the appetite of the spirit? And so as we abide, we begin to try <laughs> and set our heart and mind on things above and we abide in Christ, then that spirit begins to bring forth fruit, which is self-control, right? And so we're able to control mind, will, and emotions a little bit more. So how? So if if self-control is a fruit of the spirit, right? And if I mm-hmm. say I'm not, I don't have self-control over sins right now. Yeah, know, a sin in my life, and that, but that's a fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. you know. But we're so busy knocking on people for the stuff that they can't get free of. Yeah, you know what I mean. That we're forgetting that self-control and being able to do that is a, is, is a, a fruit, of the, fruit spirit. of the spirit. Yeah. And so the connectivity, the connection is what we're missing. Right. You know, and the depth of the connection yeah. is what we're missing. I think it, so I wanted to back up real quick because I think this is where it, it's just an awareness even. Like a lot of people aren't aware that you can engage spirit in some way, shape or form. We're making all these connections through scripture. Oh, I've heard Jesus talk about praying the will of earth, will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Oh, I remember Moses being told to do what was shown to him on the mountain because it was a heavenly, like a representation, you know, oh, offering my body as a living sacrifice, changing my mind so that I can discern what the good and pleasing will of God is. And you're hearing all those things, but we're not making those connections of what that really means for us. So let me talk real quick about destiny. Because this all kind of plays in destiny leads to mandates, which lead to blueprints, which means this. It's our it's in our destiny that we're conformed into the image of the likeness of Christ. The image and likeness of Christ was a son who was 100 percent obedient to what the father desired. And so he lived in that constant relationship with him. And he said, I, I can only do what I see the father doing. Right. Jesus could not function apart from doing what he saw the father doing. If the father wasn't doing it, Jesus wasn't doing it. it. And this is what mature manifest sons of God will be doing on this earth. Creation is longing for us to come into alignment in that relationship with the father in such a way that we bring his will from heaven to earth. Creation's longing for it by doing what he is sanctioning, by doing what he's sanctioning, the work that he's sanctioning. So one conformed to the image of likeness of Christ. That's our destiny. Also that, we are his workmanship, right? Created in Christ Jesus before the, before the foundation of the earth to walk in the works that he prepared beforehand. So there's good works that have been prepared beforehand. That's destiny. That as we're in Christ, we should walk in them. That's obedience. And so the question then becomes, how much do we want to know our destiny in Christ and walk and live that out? Right? Like, And so if I'm reading scripture and I'm saying, God, you have predestined good works that I should walk in them. What are they? Well, of course, you're with a willing heart like that. You're going to do what any spiritual authority in your life tells you to do. And so, I mean, for a lot of people, man, I mean, that's that's the case. I mean, you go and you start attending and you connect into a body. And if they say, hey, these are your steps, but they have nothing to do with building the kingdom, at least the kingdom of heaven. And they're like join this class, do this thing, go through this, blah, blah, blah. You need to serve. You need to, and it's like, okay, those aren't bad things, but man, there are kingdom things. There are things that God has created you to do, Casey, that only you can do. Same thing with, with everyone else. I mean, and these are those, those things 
This yeah. is what we're talking about. But right. if we don't tap into that and, and see, here's the thing. I don't believe that the father gives out these, these details without the intimacy. He right. does not want a servant. Like putting, he wants like, a relationship. It's like putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. Man. yeah. You know, like yeah. how often we go straight to that. We'll stop right. sinning. Well, well, think about... I'll stop sinning when I'm right with him. You know what I mean? Like, that'll be a natural yeah. byproduct of my connection to him and his intimacy with right. me. Is that well, if you love God and love your neighbor as yourself, right? And if you... Love is the completion of the law. And so if you're existing and abiding in love, you're not going to be sinning because... Right. You know what I mean? Like... So, yeah. Kingdom responsibility is given out it's based a good, on... good phrase. Kingdom, kingdom responsibility, responsibility is is given out based on your level of maturity and your willingness to obey. And it doesn't happen when you're not ready. And it also doesn't happen if you ask, if you don't ask, right? So if I go to the king and I'm like, here I am. So there, there's a phrase in the scripture. Um, and I think I brought it up last time, but the word is Hanani is the Hebrew word. And so when God revealed himself to certain men within the scripture, they, they used that phrase, here I am. And they presented themselves before the Lord at attention as a kingdom servant would present himself and say, give me my marching orders. What am I to do today? Right? It's here I am. What shall I do? And so unless we're presenting ourselves to him in such a way that we're ready to listen to hear what we're to do, then we're never going to hear it and we're never going to do it. And I think the first step of maturity is us even going to the Lord and saying, you've got good works predestined for me that I should walk in them. Man, let's start the process. What does that look like? If I need to mature, let me mature. If I need some time, give me some time. If you've got something for me to do right now, show me exactly what that needs to be and then I'll go do it. So Noah, he was given blueprints on to build an ark. Moses was given blueprints on how to build the tabernacle. Um, Ezekiel was given blueprints and details about temple duty, right? Like all of these things that happen. If you look in Acts, it says the spirit didn't allow us to go to Asia, right? And then they rerouted us. And then Paul got a dream, saw a guy and says, we have to go there, right? So there's this leading and guiding that will happen even down to the very specific details on what things need to look like and sound like and geographically where those things need to take place or not take place. And so have we told people that the will of God can be that specific or have we just given people a general will of God and said, well, it's God's will that you should feed the poor and love your neighbor. And we've given people a 30,000 foot view, but we've not dialed into street view on Google maps for people's lives. Right. right. And what we've done is we've said, you know, Again, going in with this topic of of heaven is for later, mm-hmm. right? This this idea that you know you're living for the future. If you just do these general things, man, the glory's coming and it's gonna be good. It's gonna be big, yeah, it's, and it's like, but it, it's so it's this far off, unreachable. Oh no, we make it. We make thing. him so existential. You know what I mean? Like, but he's as imminent as he is existential. Existential, you right? Know? And we just make it far out there. It's or, separation you know, it's, theology. Right. And we're not separate. We're completely unified with them. We should be. We're like, one. We're one. He, we, I, I prayed for them, or I pray to you, God, that you make, make them, them one, one. At, even as we are one. Yeah. You know, and that oneness, like, and... So we talked about this. It goes back to, it was just me and you, remember? Uh-huh. It just goes back to, do we really believe 
do, do we really actually believe? believe that we're one with him? Right. Do we actually believe that he's in us and we're in him? Do we actually believe that the kingdom of God is inside of us? Do we actually believe there are we good works? We do? Right. You know, and man, like I, and that's correcting even to me, man, because I can look at, I could look at actions in my life, man. And like, dude, my belief was, my faith is tiny, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, my strength is tiny and yeah. Like, do I actually believe this? And if I'm looking at it from that perspective, well, what's the fruit in my life, man? I, my faith's pretty weak, man. You know what mm. I mean? You know, what's what I believe, you know, cause what you believe is, is how you live. Right. You know, it determines your will. I mean, yeah, it determines what you do, what you believe in, Yeah, you know, and what you're willing forth. And a will is nothing more than a decision manifest. You know, what's interesting is, is, uh, you know, I used to think that God would be really pleased or desired for me to have this, well, this deep, deep understanding of scripture and maybe even getting a degree from a seminary yeah. and to, to have, to obtain all of this knowledge and all of this stuff. And, and I used to think that that was what qualified me to like lead or to do the will of the father or whatever. But, but now yeah. I mean, I'm really starting to see more and more through experience what? that he's just looking for a will and heart, this, Hanani, heart, yeah. this here I am, send me like, yeah. here I am. What is this obedience? What? Yeah, it's, just, it's that obedience. I mean, here's the thing about obedience: you have to truly trust to obey. Oh yeah, because and that trust comes from that intimacy. Why on earth would you ever do something that someone told you to do if you don't trust them? Well, how can you know? And how can we have an intimate thing with it's them good. if 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 we haven't experienced them? You know, right. and this is it's and this is this, this is where I this is where I really because I have not had I've seen him do things, but that's his hand. You know what I mean? And mm, like the face and I, and I told him, I'm sick of seeing your hand. God, I want to see your face, Yeah, right. you know, cause that experience and I'm waiting, man. Cause I, I feel like that experience mm. will, will, is what changed. Paul had so, an experience. Dude, People ex, ex, encountered yeah. and experienced Jesus and they it were changed never the their same. lives. They didn't change their lives so that they could meet Jesus. Right. They, they weren't able to do that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and good. so I look at these places in my life where I still can't get over certain things mm. and it's because I haven't had an experience, mm. you know, and I want that and we can have that. And God's not yeah. hiding him. So he's not that he's hard not. to find, man. Right. You know what I mean? But why can't, why can't I see? Or, yeah. You then know, it leads us though, to ask that question. Well, like, all right, know, God, also, what is it? Like, what am I missing? What am I not doing? Right. What am I? Yeah. Right. So think about this though. Also, Jesus talks about, um, that we must come to him as the, the little ones came to him. As children, think about how pure children are. Think about Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will what? See God. See God. But we Did can't you know? purify ourselves, though. I know. So he's telling you to come pure. <laughs> but listen, sometimes, dude, I think I think the things that that we un, have a lot that, to unlearn. What's unpurified? Yeah, unlearn. It's this unlearning, right? It's the unlearning and, was, and the shedding off of this of all of religious, it, the dogma, the theology, just and that's where I'm at too. Because I mean, even that. even the like the it's what we're doing is we're we're theology hoarding. That's all we're doing. Or we're just collecting more theology hoards. Yeah, I mean, you call yeah. it honestly. What it is. We're like, hoarding it, and it's just why would I want more? Why would I want more theological knowledge when I'm having trouble just even yeah. living on a day to day basis? Man. Do you like, remember uh, Paul Washer? 
You remember that guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Washer goes ham, bro. Paul Washer doesn't think I know a lot of stuff about the gospel. But I do. But I do. So Paul Washer worked in a seminary, and he said the students would be sitting in the lunchroom talking about predestination and atonement and all this stuff. And he said they called him over one day to the table, and he was like, hey, hey, uh, Dr. Washer, what do you think about this? And he was like, I don't think anything about that. I'm having a hard enough time trying to love my wife. Dang. (laughs) Yeah. So it's he's true. just like you want to talk about you want to talk about the deep th- yeah you want to talk <laughs> about the deep things of, the, of theology but you're having a hard time in your relationships you're having right, a hard time your getting your body is, under you know, control like whatever it is oh, and so people they want to lean knowledge puffs up bro you know what knowledge does knowledge puffs up I mean, enough yeah. to distance yourself from the sin that's in your life All right right like if I can know so much and I can if I can present. And outside of the cup that's polished, no one will ever see the inside Ooh, yeah, of my never cup. Take a look on the that's, inside. That's dirty. You know what I'm saying? Man, I think this is the first part of an ongoing conversation. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. I think you know maybe the next conversation we can dive, dude. Because I've had some experiences, man, and and more and more I've been having these very. Are you ready to come out of the closet? I mean, on that dude, stuff? I don't, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I really don't. I mean, what I'm. I'm to the point now to someone could refute everything I'm saying with scripture, call me heretic, call me this or that. And it's like, your words are not going to change the experiences that I've had, the things that I've seen, the things that I felt. You can think what you want. And and honestly, I'm not even going to hold it against you. Like put me back three, four, five years and I'm calling myself a heretic where I am now. And I'm saying, Hey, that guy's probably dangerous. You probably want to stay away from him. Why? Because the things that I'm experiencing, seeing, feeling, doing, maybe aren't as night and day black and white outlined in scripture to, to maybe bridge some of these gaps. You have to take a little bit of a liberty. You'd have to maybe take some liberties with scripture and go, Okay, I see what you... That's not what that's saying. Right. When it's like, well, no, maybe it is, really is what it's saying. How do you cast your burdens on the Lord? Oh, well, that... No, really, how do you cast your burdens on the Lord? Can I manifest my burden? Will Jesus manifest in front of me, and do I literally hand him my burdens, or does it happen in the Spirit? Does it happen in that inner spirit being that we have? And what does that look like? And what does that look like? It looks like writing it down on a piece of paper and nailing it to the cross at the front of the... And then painting it in blood and... Yes. Oh my gosh, we did that. No, but listen, that's what people will do. And it's like, okay, I, I I see that some people have felt emotions in that and that feels good. But we're talking about experiencing... Like the breaking of bondage, and that doesn't yeah. happen in this realm. That right. doesn't happen yeah. in, in 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 our flesh. I mean, dude, we we know this. The will of man is weak. Yeah. Willpower will only get you so far, and it's not far. There is a spiritual breaking that happens. That is freedom. That you. I mean, I've know, yet man. to experience it on a. That's, full, that's but what I've I'm saying. Taste like these. I want these snippets. I want. That's what I want, man. But I want to be free. Whoa, whoa. You know? <laughs> But it's it's in that spirit level. I mean, it's it's in. And I think when we're ta- as we're talking about, okay, what was the process to get into and and into the tabernacle, man? Like the sacrifice, you you present yourself, right? And what happens to the sacrifice? It gets consumed, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By you know? that fire, we talk so, a lot about that fire. I know, man. 
Oh boy. And so <clears throat> like being consumed, like we present yourself to the Lord and, and we find it strange for some reason that things go bad in our life when we present ourselves to God and like things fall off and, and he's like, bro, I'm just burning it up, burning it up. Everything that's not of him, right? It's, like a, it, it, it's it, like yeah. hay, wood, hay and stubble, but the things mm-hmm. of him remain after the consuming fire has, because, wow. because a fire will only go out when there's nothing left to consume. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, okay. Well, so, and, and so I'm in this fire in my life and like it's just ongoing but there's yeah. so much of me that has to be consumed that's not right. of him but you know, you know what, what? gosh man like i feel like i feel such like such a bad person like all the time Ugh. you know what i mean just and, because it gets burned off doesn't mean you don't go roll around in it again because dang. i remember we had a dog named bear do you remember bear? i do remember bear uh he was a like half a chow half german shepherd or something like that but bear he lived outside um and just because I thought I was going to try and be a good dog owner, I would give him a bath every once in a while. And sure enough, he'd run back into that backyard and he would roll around in the dirt to get dirty again. I'm like, you stupid dog, you know? But how many times do we give the Lord something and he burns it off and we're like, no, I wanted that. So you go buy it again. Right, but is that Damn, true? Man. Is that true freedom? Okay, so no. if I'm going back to something, then mm-hmm. it's, then was I ever really free in the first place? It's a good question. Man, but because you know that's what? not there's, freedom. There's yeah. something, gosh, and I, and I know that struggle, and I feel that struggle on a, on a daily basis, man. It's like, why do I still desire the things of the flesh when I'm, I'm trying to move past some of this stuff, and I'm trying to like, Lord, I, I'm trying to seek your face. I'm trying to move forward, but and, and, man, and, yeah, and I think some of this ends up getting into territory of he's still showing us his goodness. But it's hard mm-hmm. to accept that goodness after it feels like time and time and time and time again. Yeah. Well, part two will be coming down the pike then, I suppose. We need to – what do you think part two might sound like for this? What do we do? <laughs> I mean, I want to talk – How do we do it? I want to talk practicals. You want to talk practicals? I mean, and I think, you know, I got a couple of weeks. We're getting ready to go on vacation. I mean, I'm planning on seeking the Lord, and, and I know – I. I We've talked about this teaching and flushing some of this stuff out a little bit more from a practical standpoint, not yeah. from like a yeah. just outline I'm, outlining. This yeah, thing. I'm going on another ascension trip soon too. Awesome, 36 mile hike, backpacking yeah. trip with Keith coming. So that's legit. So yeah. you'll have some time to yeah get out there. Get, I gotta get out of this freaking place, man. Yeah, bro, I feel you. My hope for this episode, at least this one, is that it would whet people's appetite to see that. There is a side of us, if we are a three-part being and you really do believe that and you see it in scripture and then you see it in these other things with cells and stuff, like most of most Christians go most of their life without ever intentionally engaging, engaging that, that part. spirit part of yeah. them. And so I want to talk a little bit more. So I hope that that whets your appetite, gives you some curiosity to see what, what, how do you, what does that look like what does to it look engage like? Yeah. that spirit part the of Lord. us. Engage that part of your spirit. Go ask him. <laughs> Dumb Christian. All right. That's all we got for this time. Salty dogs. Out. Out. <laughs>